Welcome to the Radiant Living podcast and show, What's Your Problem? with Jeannie and Daniela, where we tell you the real, the raw, and the ruthless truth in response to your questions, your life questions about relationship, parenting, career, anywhere you feel unclear in your life, where you feel a, a lack of freedom, um, and where you notice there seems to be an absence of love. Question. Okay. So the question for you then is, how do you under, how do you understand and work with with meanness and rudeness of people close to our hearts? Mm. How do you understand and work with? And of course, our dream scenario is that someone would be willing to call in because we have the capacity to actually have a dialogue. Mm. So right now we can kind of just talk to some conceptually. And if I had the opportunity to uh, to ask you some questions, we'd really really get in there. Mm -hmm. And since that's not what's happening. Um, how so, do you understand? So on the very pragmatic, practical level, how do we work with meanness and rudeness of people close to us? And I'm gonna assume the meanness and rudeness is coming in our direction. Uh, and I would say step one is to pause and to remind yourself that it is not personal. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you have to say that out loud to the person who might be uh, having words <laughs> at you, uh, but just a, a long, deep, slow breath with the understanding that this actually is not about me and um, that this is something that they're battling inside themselves and their perceived problem right now. See, this, we can go back to what's your problem. Their perceived problem right now is me. You. And then that's not true. You know, that this is coming up from somewhere in them and, and it, is, it is an internal battle that's going on. So depersonalizing it and reminding yourself of that uh, separation, that they're not actually mad at you, upset with you, uh, judging you. It is presenting itself that way in this moment. So I would say that that is step one. Uh, when I experience rudeness or meanness from other people, uh, I've trained myself at this point to go to the place of seeing and understanding their pain. That this is, this is often coming from a place of pain. Uh, Danielle, you were telling me a story about um, dogs the other day, you know, and I, uh, <laughs> like, it's not a funny story. I don't know it's a very sad story. <laughs> story in the passion to purpose right because it's so so good class. it's brilliant uh but the piece about the dogs that stood out to me was just remembering that when people are breeding and training dogs to be fighting dogs they um the dogs endure a lot of pain um they they feed them things that will give them indigestion there's a lot of internal pain and so the dogs express anger and aggression at each other and that is the whole point of the way of these dogs being treated this way so when I see meanness and rudeness and sharp, pokey, um, antagonistic behavior from human beings, my first thought is they're in a lot of pain. They're in a lot of pain. And that doesn't mean that it's my job to solve it, but understanding and holding compassion for the pain that they're experiencing, whether or not they can identify that. You know, we, we don't always enter into dialogue from a place of self-awareness. And um, I, I can think of many times that I've been curt or um, 
cutting and it really was because I was hungry or I was tired or I was overwhelmed. I was experiencing some kind of internal, you know, storm and it didn't feel comfortable. So I just like handed off the energy to somebody else. I was like, I don't want this here. Uh, and that is the meanness and the rudeness. So depersonalizing, understanding it's coming from a place of pain and bringing yourself into some understanding and compassion. And then taking that next step of creating a boundary and, and speaking your truth around that boundary. It sounds like right now uh, you're really frustrated with me and um, I'm not actually willing to hold space and conversation for this uh, at this moment. And, and maybe we can revisit it when we're in a different space and energy, you know, something to that effect. It takes a real stamina as an individual to lean in and ask questions like that of someone without uh, getting defensive or attacking back. I think one of the skills that we uh, are extremely deficient in in our culture is the ability to, we, 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 we rarely take time, and I mean literally take time to be with pain, mm -hmm. to consciously be with pain. We have a lot of coping strategies for pain, uh, addiction, uh, turning to anything to change the way you're feeling. So as long as we are unskilled at being with pain and allowing it to move, allowing ourselves to go into the pain, allowing it to express itself, we tend to turn our pain onto other people. Um, one, of my, one of my dear mentors, Sandy, of Kim and Sandy, I remember her saying um, that it's easier to inflict pain than feel pain. It's easier to inflict pain than feel pain. And we do it in so many ways. You, you, we can feel pain just by a look that someone gives us in our home. We can inflict pain uh, through sarcasm. We, uh, sarcas like sarcastic put downs that we try to kind of then laugh off. That is like so, uh, that can really whittle away at the uh, warmth and connection and feeling safe in your, in relationships. So we have patterns in our relationships that, that don't always look on the outset as I'm inflicting pain on you. Um, yet that's what I see happening with a lot uh, when, when we work with individuals and couples. So, so I think that that's, um, knowing that people are in pain and for starters seeing if there is even a willingness mm -hmm. to even express some of that I'm you know sweetheart I'm guessing I'm guessing you're in pain right now or you're upset about X Y or Z there are these other factors that you may know about <clears throat> that are going on do you just do you just want to talk about those yes that's a starting point and I also, I just want to get yeah, to go ahead. it. Sure. It seemed like also there was a part of that question that um, maybe some, maybe even some sarcasm and direct attacks in regards to the personal work that someone is doing, uh, you know, from family members. When we step outside mm -hmm. of our regular family patterns and we do something new, uh, if family members aren't tuned in to, to what those methods are, it can be... It can be a place um, of fear and reactivity and judgment for sure. Like, 
we already know how to breathe, you know. Don't we all breathe anyway? We're going to a class to breathe with, uh, with other people? This seems ridiculous, you know. Those kind of um, sarcastic comments or just jokes or diminishing, belittling the work mm. that is being done. You know, that is, is definitely a, a reactive fear response. I don't know about this. When people don't know about things, they often go to the place of defense because, you know, who do, who really loves, I mean, some of us do really love to be like, I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I pride myself in what I don't know, right? Um, and for other people, that's really frightening and scary. Like, I don't know this language. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm excluded from this group and this experience. So defense, defense mode and, and belittling and putting it down. And this is why, you know, like in my circles and family members that, you know, maybe aren't quite tuned into what I'm doing, it's like, this is just, this works for me. You know, maybe something else works for you. I like to, to be in a space where I can talk about how deeper breathing activates my parasympathetic nervous system. I love that. You like to, you know, mow the lawn with headphones in. That is a reset button for you. Like everybody gets to choose their own path and, you know, uh, like just bringing it back to, I am not judging you because you're not doing this work and reassuring someone. And they might say, oh, I didn't think you were judging me. And that's great. But often that place of defense, cutting, sarcasm, um, could, could be coming from a place of insecurity and uh, maybe them feeling like, oh, what do you think that I can't handle, you know, a yoga class or, or whatever their story is. So I just wanted to mention that. And from my perspective, um, oftentimes when something, when someone in the family starts, starts branching out in a different direction, um, it, it, it will activate a deep worry and concern. It's of the false self that that means that, and what that means is I might lose you ultimately is I think what also can uh, sometimes source, um, put downs and belittling is somewhere this, this uh, worry or concern it could be in the background of, well, what does that mean then? If you, if you keep going along this track and I feel less and less uh, related to or that I have in common with you, what is that going to mean for our relationship? Am I going to lose you to yoga? Am I going to lose you to rock climbing community? Oh, yeah. Right? Like if you, if it, CrossFit. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Because there's a community there. Community. So, so there's a, that also is a perceived threat to uh, our egoic, not only our egoic tendencies, but our egoic um, fixations. Okay, so whatever is, is like ah, stirring in us, that, that worry or concern about being separate, abandoned, left, or alone, because we're now not good enough, we're not up to snuff, and, you're, and your person is finding uh, other connections and community elsewhere, it, can, it, it, it takes a real maturity and level of self-awareness to recognize that that's a great thing. And how do you harness that and bring it and have it become fuel for your, your own connectivity? That's the, that's the, the, the skill that, that we really long for people to, uh, to learn and they, and they do in this coursework and for couples is that how do you encourage your other person to expand, to dive into that which nourishes and delights them and then harness that energy 
to bring it back to fuel your own passion in partnership. So that's another reason why I think that, that put downs happen is um, what somebody is making it mean about themselves. Yeah. Um, and then I really love the question of how do I understand about what people are mirroring to you? And this is the fun of paradox in the game of love. Because you can even then take that, like, how is this person's rudeness and meanness and sarcasm to me mirroring something within me? That's taking it to a whole other level. Now, things that doesn't mean it's your fault, you're causing it, right. okay? Not at that level. And, not but, and, if you really want to start to dive into your own layers of awareness, you want to take into your meditation, okay? And it's not an analysis. It's not a thought game. You're taking in as a contemplation, as an inquiry. You can lead in with a question. How is this, this rudeness that I'm, ex that I'm experiencing mirroring something in me? I can find for myself when I've perceived someone as being rude or belittling to me. Guess where I've gone in my mind? Belittling them in my inner dialogue, right? Like rattling off all the things that are terrible and wrong about them. Mm -hmm. So what am I doing? The very same thing. And then I ask myself, where can I find, just out of curiosity, okay? Where can I find the exact thing I'm accusing this other person of doing? Where can I find that I do that? either in that scene, and if I can't find it in that scene, I'll expand beyond that scene and look at where else in this relationship dynamic am I doing the exact same thing, yet it may not on the outset look the same. More often than not, couples can find how they are mirroring one another, and we're mirroring one another in all of our relationships in varying, in varying ways. So, it's a profoundly freeing contemplation because oftentimes we get very defensive when we are in these situations. And one of my one of my dear teachers, Byron Katie, she says that defense is the first act of war. So how do we show up when we're perceiving meanness and rudeness? Oftentimes we're mean and rude right back, yet we've justified our version of it. <laughs> Didn't start it. She started it. She started it. Or or my sophisticated arrogance is somehow not mean and rude. It's mm. me like, you know, so you really want to, you, know, <laughs> you love that sophisticated arrogance. Yes. Yes. I mastered at that in, uh, <clears throat> thankfully in previous relationship. The, the benefit of a mirror though, is to show you your own work. And that's really why we have these relationships. We, we simultaneously draw in the perfect people into our lives such that we can ultimately free ourselves. Thank you, friends, for joining us for the Radiant Living show and podcast, What's Your Problem? For more information or to attend our courses, radiantliving.us.